Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. On today's episode, we are talking about sports, the culture of sports, and how we can incorporate sports in our, into our lives without letting them take over our lives. So today with us, we have four top athletes, elite athletes, I would say. They're laughing. Uh, they're good athletes. We'll, we'll leave it at that. So we have with us Nick and Charlie, who are from Olentangy High School. The original. Yes, the original Olentangy Braves. For those of you who don't know, there's Olentangy Liberty and Olentangy <laughs> Orange, but we are the original Olentangy. So they won't tell me which one. They won't tell me whether it's Liberty or Orange, because I'm just supposed to know which is original. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we, well, the original. I thought there were three. Wait, there's three. Yeah, oh, no, they're the original. Oh, that Liberty was my confusion. Oh, <laughs> we are done here. <laughs> No, don't cut. We're good. Okay. So now we're going to move to our New Albany guests. There is only one New Albany High School, correct? Yeah. Ben, as far as I know. Ben and Blair. Welcome, Ben and Blair. Hi, Katie. Hey. Hi, Why aren't whatever. you saying hi to me, Ben? Uh, yeah, Are you I, mad at me? You smell funny. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, now we're already out of control. We haven't even started. So go, let's go around and you guys tell me what sports do you play? I play golf. Uh, I play baseball. Yeah, that's actually it. <laughs> uh, I'm Charlie, and I'm a junior at Olentangy, and I play hockey and lacrosse. I'm Nick. I'm a junior at Olentangy, and I play soccer. <laughs> Which Olentangy? The original. <laughs> the original Olentangy. Uh, so are you on any rec-, rec teams or church teams, or are you just on school teams or club teams, I guess? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm usually known for my uh, work on the golf course, but... I do have to say my rec basketball team this year, um, we were incredible. So you may have heard of us also in the New Albany Recreational League. So. You know what? Let me say this, because rec, rec basketball is my nemesis, because you play it on Sundays. It takes over your Sundays. So I'm glad you mentioned rec basketball. Now I can tell you what I really think about it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, ish. So... When do you, other than rec basketball on Sunday, when do you guys practice or and or have games? Uh, we practice like basically every day, and then like right after school in the evenings. What? Uh, it depends on the day. Usually, it's like in the evenings, kind of later, and then like some other days we'll practice right after school. And then do you have like conditioning and weightlifting and et cetera on top of all that? Yeah. Well, conditioning is usually at practice. Okay. What about you, Charlie? When do you guys practice and have games? For hockey, we have practices at 5 in the morning and at like 3 o'clock right after school. Um, And then that's every day. Morning practices are like alternate days and then after school is every day. Then for lacrosse, it's just like every day at like 5 o'clock. For how long? Um, about From about March till... Late May or, or, yeah, late May. But, like, how many hours are your practices? Oh, about two. Okay. What about you, Ben? When do you uh, do baseball? Yeah, for baseball, it's 
once a baseball season starts or well we started doing like conditioning and stuff in the winter and then on those are like just on Wednesdays and then during the actual baseball season it's just every day uh not Sundays but every other day we do stuff what about golf you know we just kind of play golf <laughs> uh, but we do it extremely well so the, the eight-time OCC champions Normandy high school the practice oh lengths is a little shorter than most teams. Because you don't need as much. Right. Okay. All right. Let's set the tone here. I think we've already set the tone. Let's try to shift the tone here. This is a clip that I want to listen to uh, from Philip Rivers. He is the quarterback for the San Diego Chargers. Is he still the quarterback for the Chargers? Yeah. Okay. I believe and, so. Um, he's talking to Father Mark on Life on the Rock about how football isn't everything. So let's hear what he has to say about that. I would think something that would help you too as a Christian athlete and your faith and that this isn't everything, right? And that when you get up there in the game, that doesn't totally define you. You right. have your family, you have your relationship with God. So it seemed like that would take a lot of the pressure off. You know, if this doesn't work out, I'm, it, you know, I'm a child of God. And, it does, yeah. definitely, because I think, um, you know, uh, the media and our culture today is, yeah. is you know, worship sports and and figures and athletics and yeah. and it's important to me obviously and and I hate to lose but you know you ride home after a tough game and your kids and wife are there and like mm-hmm. you mentioned you you, you have uh, Christ and God and, and that's what lets you know tomorrow it's okay you know yeah. It's, yeah. And, and again it doesn't uh, mean you lack the competitive spirit of a will to win mm-hmm. but you are able to to rest easy uh, when you yeah. know you have those other two things in yeah. line. So again, that was Philip Rivers, the quarterback for the San Diego Chargers, talking about how football isn't everything. And that's a guy who, that, he, that's his job. That's what he does for a living is he plays football. Do you have the same mindset about your sport? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's important to me. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not going to give you much in life that a, a relationship with Christ can give you. So, Nick, do your teammates have the same attitude toward the sport as, as what you've just stated? Um, some of them do, but not a lot because maybe Christ isn't, um, they don't accept him into their life. Um, but I, some of them have the same mindset as me. What about the rest of you guys? Is, is your sport your primary focus during season, and how does that compare to your teammates? Um, During... Whenever I'm playing sports for the seat, like during school sports, uh, it's definitely not my top priority because um, you've also got God, family, school, then it's sports, then it's your friends and all that. And it's you don't really want to put sports at number one because that's not the most important thing. Like we'll be moving on from high school in just a couple years. So the high school sports we play now um, really aren't going to impact us 10 years from now. Whereas God and your family, those really do stick with you for years, really up until you, up until you pass. And do your teammates share that perspective, Charlie? Some of them do, um, but I think they really put – Put uh put the sports up at number one. Even though most of them are pretty religious, not like super religious, but 
they still put sports at number one, I think. What about you, Ben and Blair? Do you how do you how does your attitude toward your sport compare to your teammates? Uh, well, for me, it, well, it takes up a, a lot of time, especially during season. Uh, it's still kind of, I mean, it's not number one. Uh, this year, I wasn't on the starting roster, so that in itself doesn't. I wasn't for baseball. In case you forgot who I was, um, so it's that sort of keeps it a little bit less important because I know my re- uh, actions don't directly affect the team all the time if I'm not going to be out there each day starting. Um, but then a lot of my teammates who are the starters and then a, a whole lot of my baseball teammates also play football, they've got football training all summer into their football season and baseball training throughout the winter into their baseball season. I I almost can't fathom how it isn't the center of their life with all the time they put into it. Because it's kind of hard to keep it down on that list with all the time I put in. I can't imagine having all that and then still keeping it like in its right place. Yeah, I agree with Ben. I definitely enjoy my time in athletics in high school. But um, even now I acknowledge that it's not my favorite thing to do. I enjoy playing golf and I enjoy the competitive spirit of it. But even now it's not my favorite thing to do. I'd much rather be um, volunteering at my church, being around... Um, other teenagers that have the same um, love for our God. But then also I think academics are much more important to me than athletics. But you can't say the same for a lot of people. And a lot of people, which it's sadly it's true, they think that athletics are the only thing they're ever good at. And so that's why they put all their priority in it. But there's so much potential in everybody else. I remember talking to somebody the other day whose sister dropped out of school well, she's homeschooled, so she can do gymnastics like eight hours a day. And I said, oh, my gosh, is she training for the Olympics? And her sister said, no, she's not that good. And I said, well, why, why is she doing that then? She said, oh, scholarship. I was so stunned by that. I thought, that's a lot of your life to put into maybe a scholarship opportunity. Um, I mean, I tr- I'm not. I'm. Tr- I didn't. I tried not to judge the situation. I just that just struck me as so amazing. I was really taken back, taken aback by that. Have you guys always put faith at a higher priority than your sport, or has it been a process for you to get there? I think it's really been a process because when I was younger, I really didn't. I really wasn't much like involved with my faith as I am now in these past couple of years. Um, so I, re- I really used to put sports at number one. Then I'd put like family, friends, school. Um, but like now that I'm in high school and I've come to realize what's more important in my life, um, I've kind of like completely rearranged that list. How did you get to that point, Charlie? Was there something specific that influenced you? Well, my mom's very religious. She's re- really involved with uh, our community our, in faith, and she helps out with um, numerous social media accounts directed to churches and youth groups and stuff. And so she really helped me to get involved in certain groups, and that's what really led me to um, sort of see see what's really important. What about the rest of you guys? Has faith always been a higher priority than sports or other things, or was it a process for you to get there? 
think it was a process for me. Like when I was younger, I would not really look forward to going church, going to church, but I would look forward to you know playing in a game. But now it's it's I still look forward to playing in a game. But if I had to choose like to go to church or play in a game, I would choose to go to church because it's ultimately what's going to make me happy. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM 820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt. We're here today with Nick, Charlie, Ben, and Blair. We're talking about sports, the culture of sports, and um, how we can make room for that in terms of living lives that are, in which faith is our top priority. Are your coaches supportive of your desire, your decision to put faith above sports? Uh, for me in the past, uh, for baseball, uh, there were, we've had a couple different head coaches throughout my high school years. Um, and before it's always been like, oh, okay, I guess that's fine. And then they weren't like upset about it and they let it happen or whatever. Uh, but then this year we got a new uh, head coach. Shout out to Dave Starling, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, he is, he's a very religious man and... If you ever, there was uh, something, I had to miss some practice or something like that. And this was before I really knew him. So I wanted to let him know, hey, I didn't know what the schedule was yet because this is like the first time I've ever met you. We didn't, we hadn't had a baseball meeting yet. And I have a church obligation. And as soon as I said the word church, he's like, oh yeah, that's fine. Go ahead, go, go. Don't worry about it. And it's, it, the past year is, it's really been great because he, he understands that I want to put that first, and he wants everyone on the team to put that first. What about the rest of you guys? Are your coaches supportive? Uh, for lacrosse, my my coach is my coach is Zach Peterson, and he's a very religious man. He's involved, highly involved in our community, and he he's always made sure to never schedule practices or open nets or anything on Sundays. He's always said go to like go to church enjoy your day off with your family and i think if if there ever was something on sunday which i highly doubt there would be he'd say if it was like and if it is an optional event he'd say for sure go to church instead this is optional that's fantastic i think because coaches are possibly the most influential people in our kids lives right now so to hear you guys share that you both have coaches and i know there are other coaches who are the same who who want you to put your faith first that's so encouraging we have a t-shirt that we wear our our peer ministry team wears on the front it says sorry coach and it's got all the different athletic equipment on the front and on the back it says i have church and it's got a like a monstrance looking cross with a host in the middle sorry coach i have church and some of our kids are really uncomfortable wearing it <laughs> because they they know it will offend their coach um and but one time i had a coach come up to me and say can i get one of those shirts <laughs> he was a coach and he said i really want to remember this in my coaching and and be more mindful of what what our priorities should be so um in general as a culture in regard to sports do you think we have our priorities properly ordered? I don't think we have them ordered properly at all. Um, when you when you just think about like what you hear and like the Cavs recently won their first championship and that's all anyone talked about, you know. And, Go Cavs! 
<laughs> Cavs in seven? <laughs> um, and it, it just kind of shows that everyone's so focused on, like, sports and other things that no one really, you know, focuses on, on God. Yeah, and I think that has to um, be in relationship with, to go off what Nick said, is the point of offending people. Um, today in the culture we live in, the, the people who have turned away from Christ really are scared to talk about religion on the platform of our country. But the one thing no one's really ever afraid to talk about is sports. And so it's really become one, a unifying thing, but it's also become a dividing thing because people don't talk about what really is most important in our lives. And to the Catholics in our country and the Christian brothers and sisters of Christ, that is their most important priority. So why... I, I, so you bring up a good point, Blair. Like sports is something we can talk about without being too offensive. I mean, sometimes you will offend someone just because you're a Bengals fan or whatever. But other than that, why do we put sports on such a high platform? Why? How have we gotten to that point? I think that everyone enjoys winning. So when your team wins, you feel good by yourself and... You know, you have you have confidence, like in rooting for that team, which like appeals to everybody. Like you don't like want your team to lose. Any other reasons you guys think we've allowed sports to get to the level it has? I mean, it, I think it's kind of cultural, and it's just sort of always been that way, and I think it kind of always will be. It's just sort of stuck with us. And a wise man once mentioned that it sort of it could even date back to like native american tribal uh cultural things and the games they played to unite and how it can uh i don't know it carries through to today yeah actually native american cultures and other ancient greek and roman cultures i mean sports have always been a sports are funny because they are unifying but they also are i mean the nature of sports obviously is competition so we're creating just these situations where we're setting ourselves up to be ultra competitive. <laughs> I don't know. Do, do you think people want to put faith above sports, but our culture doesn't allow it? Or do you think people just genuinely value sports more than we do faith? I, I think that people genuine, genuinely value sports more than faith. Um, maybe just because that's how they were brought up. Um, or, you know, sports is all they have. And that's part of our culture, I guess. I think it might even be that, not that they value sports more than faith, they just don't have a value for faith to begin with. And then the next thing that they have to pick is is the sports. So if the value of faith is not there, then the value of sports will become evident. So... I'm guessing that the reason you guys all value faith above all else is because that's what was modeled for you in your families. Is that a safe assumption? Yes. Yeah. So how was that modeled for you? Like, give me concrete, because this is what I'm sure there's someone listening to the show right now thinking, how can I instill the value of faith in my child who just wants to play a sport all the time? Like, how did your parents do that for you? Well, go ahead, ahead, Nick. (laughs) Um, Like, if if I would have a game on Sunday, we would make sure we go to first, or we would make sure we go to church first, and uh, no one we were going 
instead of putting our whole focus into getting to the game and playing. So I think that like set the example for me just to put my faith before sports. You really got to have guidelines when it comes to both sports, like inter- intermixing sports and your faith. So like Nick said, if you have an event, a sporting event on a Sunday, make sh- like if you're a parent, make, sh- make sure you go into uh, a time, a mass time that fits your schedule. And I've I've had games and practices on Sunday a couple of years ago where I've I we didn't have any other times that we could go, so I stayed for mass. I went to mass, but I just showed up to practice late. And hopefully, coaches can just accept the fact that you're going to be like half an hour late. Does that go over okay? Yeah, usually I've never really had a problem with a coach saying. No, you have to be here because they understand it's like it's like a middle school game or it's like a fifth grade rec game. It's not that big. It's not as big as your faith. I think something we lose sight of is the fact that athletic ability comes from God. I mean, I don't care how good you are at your sport. You, that came from God, that ability. So how can we use this gift or how do you use this gift to glorify him and to build his kingdom? I think that's a really great question. And um, one of my favorite parts about um, college football is, and I'll give a shout-out to uh, my father's alma mater, University of Missouri, and the great Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who both, when you watch the games or in the stadium, the presence of faith is there. At the University of Missouri, for example, when they run out of the tunnel, the first thing the student athletes do is they go to the end zone and they pray as a group, or some don't, but um, I'd say 95% of the students do. And then also, when you're at a Notre Dame game, they pray in the center as a team. And I think that if you don't have a, um, a faith, but you go to these games and you watch them on TV, that just sign of prayer and seeing someone being reverent and putting God and putting God in control of the sport is showing just one little instance of Christ. And it might get someone thinking about turning towards um, building a relationship with God. So in addition to uh, like using your time on the field, on the court, whatever it is, to evangelize, another thing is instead of just using your uh, like macho manly powers to play sports, you can use it to do other stuff, um, like service and whatnot. Like at the Church of the Resurrection, we do a retreat over the summer, and we go to Vinton County in Ohio and build like construction projects for people who otherwise wouldn't be able to get those. Uh, and there, uh, one of the varsity basketball player at New Albany who's going to school for basketball, like on a scholarship, he w- he went on the retreat this year. He hasn't been able to go before because of his sports, but this year he went, and he was over there digging post holes, and he was an absolute beast. And it's because of his athletic ability, I think, and it, just his training. It um, allowed him to be able to do that work. And then we're on a retreat now uh, serving people in the city uh, of Columbus and moving boxes and sorting stuff uh, like hand-eye coordination, knowing that beef jerky is a meat and all that stuff. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> just beef jerky is a snack. Okay. Well, what well, anyway, not it's according just, to, uh, <laughs> I guess it depends on who you are. Yes. Bank. <laughs> but, but, uh, you're, um, just th- that ability, um, <laughs> the, the physical capabilities that God has given you, using them to help others, using those to help, using your abilities to help those that 
can't do it themselves. And there's very few times um, that the Catholic Church is ever on television in the mainstream media today. But as long as Notre Dame or Marquette or Seton Hall are playing on TV and people look up the university and they look up the missions of the university, the Catholic Church will always be present in our society. So as long as we as a faith encourage people to use sports as a way to evangelize the nation, we will be able to reach the masses of people. You guys bring virtue to your sport, do you think? Or can, do you know someone who does, maybe a professional athlete or a college athlete, who you would say brings virtue to the sport? Um, not like one like, person specifically, but like, if you're like, watching games, sometimes you can see like, people making the sign of the cross. Like, especially in soccer when there's like, a sub. Um, a lot of people like, touch the grass and then make the sign of the cross, which I think is cool. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, I was watching a game and the ref did it, and I just thought that was like, really cool. Wow. And another, just a, uh, he's not really in the mainstream anymore, but it, it's T- Tim Tebow. I always used to see him at Florida. He'd always like bow and pray before every game. And at one point, he had, I think it was John 3 16 eye black, like oh, patches. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was very cool. That, that got a lot of, uh, a lot of like fame. I love that. I love that when prominent athletes display their faith prominently. I just think that if you're if you're a man of faith and you're a prominent person, you have a responsibility to do that. So, and we live in a culture that doesn't encourage that. Um, so, just real quickly before we wrap up, or as we wrap up, what advice do you have for student athletes and for their parents who are trying to reorder their lives? and make faith their top priority, what advice would you give? I think most of the time you have to remember that this probably isn't going to be a life career. It, The lessons you learn while playing sports will stick with you, but the sports themselves really will lose their value to you as you get older. So learn the lessons from sports, but also learn the lessons from church. And know that church lasts all the way until you die, and, and then for eternity. <laughs> and sports, you can watch them forever, but when you die, sports are done too. Well, I'd say that's a perfect wrap-up, Ben. Thank you. Let's, let's conclude in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for our athletic ability. Thank you for our health. Thank you for opportunities to play with teams and to be competitive and to coordinate with others. Lord, we just ask that you help us show virtue in everything we do, in particular in, in our sports. And we ask that you give us the strength and courage to do so. In your precious name, we pray, Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm Katie Wyatt, and you're listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. This-